anyone can draw a square. Anyone can understand mm-hmm. a square. So now if I'm communicating to a business owner, I know that the biggest issue is the communication. It's you have an idea, I have an idea. How do I give that idea to you? So then that's first how I came out with just squares. And then mm-hmm. now how I build the processes, again, it's just, it's the same process of, I either know the complexity of it and I can give them the complexity or they know the complexity and they can give it to me and I can put it down or none of us do. The Mold Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. So we're back with another episode of the Moved Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. We've got an awesome episode ahead of us. Go back to other episodes. You can see some amazing guests. But today, 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 I got my boy Cam Garlic here with G Funnel. Dude, what's up, man? What's up? How are you? Thanks we, were getting, we got we got stuck. We got stuck in the green room, you know, right. <laughs> in the back. That's right. We got stuck there. Our minds were going crazy, and now we're back. Right? We're focused. Now we're back. We're back, dude. So let's let's kind of kick on this thing because I always like to kind of pull this thing back a little bit um, and talk a little bit about you know the business mind started as a young kid for you. Where, where did that start? Where, where was that moment where you said, "I'm selling candy." And I kind of want to sell some more candy. You know, what was your story? Mine was very interesting. So I was young. I think I was around like eight somewhere. I was so young. Um, It it just had no logic at all. Um, We, I was walking down the street. I was with a girl at the time. I was walking down the street and there's a bunch of pine cones and there is a a pine cone tree. And then there's like this power that like, you know, those little breaker boxes. Well, anyways, what I did is I, I, organized all these pine cones. And I said, we're going to sell pine cones. So we piled them up on this thing and we're just like waving down cars, trying to sell pine cones. Of course we got zero sales. Um, that's, that's like, I, I think that that was the spark. And then from there I transitioned, I was in elementary and um, I was going, I, I would always trade things. So one of the things I, I started into the yo-yos, right? And I wanted mm. yo-yos, the X brain. Do you remember that? Do you remember? I, I don't the know. Was the, the butterfly? Well, I had one of those. I, those were. I, or, I love. Or is the X brain the one when you get it to sleep, it'll light up? It, this one was you. You throw it down and it'll automatically raise itself back up. And it's okay. It, I thought that's like, how you tie the knot. Well, you you do, but this one is like there's like bearings in it, and you throw it down, and then it spins. Uh. When it's ready, it clicks yeah. and it brings it back up no matter what. But I that was my favorite yo-yo. So, anyways, what I ended up doing is I went, I bought a bunch of different yo-yos, and I'm like, I wonder if I can take them apart and put different pieces together. So I would do that. I would take them apart. I would put different pieces, and I would trade them for all sorts of things. Like I, I traded one for a headset. Uh, well, it was like a Walkman. Traded one for a Walkman. I got one. I sold and I made money on it. I'm like, yeah. So I I guess. As a child, that's that's kind of where it started. It was different though. It was I never thought of it as sales. I never thought of it as business. It was just me being a kid. So me growing and being a yeah. kid. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, I, you know, I always think about like, why does that kick in as a kid? Is the trading natural? Um, do, do is it uh, your family? You see them hustle, you know? Because I mean, it's certain people will do that, and certain certain people won't, you know? Yeah. That's cool. So, um, in in this side, uh, when when did you see the internet as an opportunity? What was your what was your, when was your barrier? When did you go? Wait a minute. Hmm, that's a great question. I, um, I, I, I it was it was recent. So I 
I didn't see it as an opportunity necessarily to make money because I had no idea, no idea how to make money online. Zero. I, I mean, first time jumping into the internet was playing Diablo and I was finding weapons and I was like, oh, I can find weapons and sell. And that, that's the kind of the first idea. But I, I guess my very first time was I was knocking doors, I was knocking doors and just doing the old, I mean, just knocking and selling, knocking and selling, knocking and selling. I was very good at it. Very good. I think I was number one in a sales team of like 2000 people. So it's pretty, pretty good at the door knocking. Um, But I, I transitioned to say, you know what, there has to be an easier way. And then I created digital business cards. And I remember my digital business cards allowed me to gain more referrals. And then from there, I started transitioning. I went, I I helped build a company door-to-door con. It's a door-to-door sales conference, helped build that thing. And it was just learning that I could create. Once I learned I could create, then it's like, what am I doing? I started building some software, started seeing these things. I still didn't know necessarily. I thought I had to go to somebody and like they would have to hire me for to make money, right? But then all of a sudden, yeah. people just start buying my stuff, start buying the mm-hmm. softwares that I would create or start buying the stuff that I would organize. And then from there, I'm like, there is no better way. Like I can go and I can spend my time there or I can spend 10 hours, right? In a day. And then I can take three days off if I choose. I, 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 t- I tend not to, but I can take three days off and I can spend the time with my son. Once that transition of freedom happened and I was able to travel the entire world, it just changed. It was just like, this digital world is the only way. I, there's no sense of doing the other stuff. It just makes zero sense. I'm enslaved there. And this is entire freedom. So I went, I transitioned to, of course, the freedom side. So. Yeah, uh, very interesting. I transitioned into the internet world uh, early 2000s. And I remember when uh, kind of making the move into that world. And I remember just that feeling of like, whoa. Like, do you remember that? Like, whoa. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is, re- but it, it's, it's basically, in, it's, it's infinity. I mean, in a sense, what we could do, you could never talk to everybody. I mean, maybe right. we could, but. You know, it's, it's, it's to, to the mind, it's, it's an infinite thing. So you tend to get on there and then you kind of go out and you think, and I still, to this day, even though I've been on the internet forever, you feel like there's these fences yep. when you're in there, when in reality, it's just, there's so many people, man. Right. So many people. Did you have a background in like systems or did you, yeah, I, um, kind of like, were you, were you more of a tinker kind of person that went, Hey, I can tinker my way through. And then you went, Oh, wait a minute, this makes sense. Now I can kind of structure that in my brain and kind of go that way or how was your I think so I, I grew up taking things apart so I would take everything apart so I was tinkering I was yeah just one of those things that people would hate I rip it apart never put it back together but I learn everything inside of it um but I I I mean after doing that I I, I remember my first company I, I built those Cody boxes you know what a, the Cody is the TV boxes with okay anyways there's there's TV boxes and you can program through a software called, I think it's Cody, you can program a software to allow somebody to gain video access to things. So I would go and I would design my own, like I would go and I would create- The black box. Black box, yeah, just like that. I would create the perception of my own and sell them door to door while I was selling like for security. And um, where the processes actually came from, I, I studied biomedical engineering, going to school, not business, not not nothing to deal with business at all, but it was the processes of how the human body worked. And I somehow I took kind of those processes and I says, what if you can apply them digitally to things? And they worked. And it was just like, again, mind blown. It's like, 
I thought I had to forget everything that I went to school for, but all I had to do is transition the terminology. Just the terminology was different. Almost everything else matched. And now it's like coming in, building out a company or building out softwares or building out anything. Is this, it's, it's like second nature because it's like, how does the human body work? Well, in this process, it works this way. So let me just apply that process here. And then all of a sudden it works every time. I don't even have to test it. And it's, it's, oh, it's amazing. So that's where my- Because you use that analogy, you think uh, kind of Bill Gates looks at it the same way, but they reverse. He, okay. he kind of was like digitally. And now I look at this concept of, you know, yeah. Yeah. the V, <laughs> getting yep. the V. And then, and then he basically looks at the body almost like a computer, like almost like a computer. You think that's why he feels that his brain doesn't look at it like a human. He like looks at it as like a, a set of processes. I say yes and no. Like I have my own bias. My own bias is based upon agendas, right? If you dive into the agenda of it, but I mean, if I remove the agenda, I would say absolutely. I mean, the yeah. all the systems and the programs work just like the human body and vice versa. Yeah. Like, of correspondence is present strongly everywhere. But I feel that like Bill Gates, he went and stole the idea from somebody built based upon a stolen property, had other people program based upon it. So I, I look at like his mindset more of what's the agenda. And if you yeah, own a, a, we'll call it the V company, right? If you own one of those V companies, I mean, there's a ton of profit in there, but if you understand the code, it's the same code. It's, I mean, not the same, it's similar. The processes are the exact same to a computer. Now it's just, what's your agenda? Do you want to program the human? Just like you're programming that. If you do, mm -hmm. all you have to do is find that right code and implement that right code. And then of course, what can you do? Anything that you want based upon that program. So now as you've started to put together some of these processes and, you know, uh, obviously in the conversation of the evolution of building these things out. And then all of a sudden AI comes out. Yeah. What has been some of the areas in um, maybe we can, I don't usually dive in this quick, but maybe talk a little bit about like what, how the system works, what's the G funnel. Maybe you just share a little bit about that. Let me get some context. And then yeah. from there, I'll be like, Oh, okay. How's that process? Sure. Sure. So um, to summarize it really quick. So I took the idea of Apple. So what Steve Jobs did is he, he took the phone with multiple different buttons. And his goal was to make a single button. So a phone with a single button. And he was trying to organize everything into one side. So I took that same approach and I says, well, look at business. There's all these different, not only softwares, but trainings and processes. And it's just very complex if you look at a business. Well, my goal was to organize it all within a single, I call it portal. So like the example would be like a go high level or like a lead connector would be a software or a puzzle within the big picture. So the, the G funnel was let's organize all of that. Anything a business would need, ever need, ever like everything. Let's organize all that in one spot, but let's make it like the iPhone where it's one button to click. And the, the agenda is I want to put the creator at the dashboard where let's say you or anyone is the, the creator, the CEO, if you want to categorize it that or whatever it is that the person that is the the that's running that idea that they can push a few buttons and they can pull that idea from their brain put it in there and then it creates it and chat mm -hmm. gpt has been awesome it's been awesome because i i see how its processes work i utilize it as an intermediate software so you can think of it as the brain mechanism to the processes 
That's how mm-hmm. I've connected it. So I can bring in that data. I can have ChatGPT not just do like, here's some text prompts, but I can say, hey, ChatGPT, I want you to trigger an API when this is the case. And now it's it's almost like having Zapier in a sense, but with a brain. So now Zapier can, instead of me going and taking all my time to program these things, I can just say, can you program this? And then if there's an error. And the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like program this and the rest of them. If there's yeah. an error, trigger this, that there's an error. And then since there's an error, you need to solve that error. So now I, I make the brain self-solve it, self-solve issues, self-solve problems. And it's been, and it's been extremely good. So yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, I, I like what you're doing. The one thing I think that, um, once your once your business, whatever that is, starts to kind of get into motion, yep. you're going to want to find what are these softwares that I use that I'm going to burn out. Yep. People, I think, are surprised when they talk to some people that are successful in certain areas and they'll be like, oh, I use this software. And they're like, isn't that thing like 12 years old? And you're like, yeah, but it's steady. And I, there's so many archaic softwares out there that people still use. And they're just like, hey, I use these because they're consistent. But what I'm kind of saying is that once you start finding what that, if it's go high level, if, if, let's call it your battlefield. Yep. If you have everything right there and you can work your battlefield and you don't have to go anywhere else, you kind of are immersed into what you're doing. You're not having to go anywhere else. It sounds like that's really what you're doing. You're putting them in a place where they're like, hey, this is the only things you need. Now let's work from here. And I think that that's very powerful because shiny object syndrome is very difficult, but we, we've talked about that. But on the other side, if you know these are the only things I work with, then creativity is done in the system compared to having to figure out all the other systems bringing it together. Correct. So that's very interesting. Yep. Yep. And then everything that we start is with a plan. So it's a plan in place. It's it's basically like screw the software. The software doesn't exist right now. There's nothing that exists, but the only thing that exists is the plan. So then it's like everyone that we even do, we there's a plan. So we put a plan in place. So that way we know this is where you're currently at. This is where you're going in the future. This is everything. And then from that point, then we say, these are the softwares that you need. Well, how can we automate them? How can we build them so you never have to touch them? But they're there if you need to access them. And what I found by doing that, it's it eliminates the, well, what the hell do I use? Right? Like what softwares do I use? What like Cam, you have this big old suite. Well, which ones am I doing? Like it, it, the idea is like, don't worry about that. Focus on the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Focus on the plan. The plan will lead you. That's like, powerful. Process. Yep. I mean, I, I think that I, I always like to kind of add on to it a little just because I catch a couple of things, but I think that that's, that's kind of the key. You know, you need to know what your tools are. And then right. as you start working those tools, you really get to know the tool like right. really, really good. And then you're not having to go out and kind of, right. I don't know, like, should I try something else for that right. one feature? And the next right. thing you know, you got your whole system over onto this new feature and you're like, right. man, I didn't even need it. Right. <laughs> been so much. The other thing I think that you said, it was really interesting. I think people over overthink this and I would consider myself that as well. And I've had, I'm doing a system right now. I just actually pulled this thing off and all manual. Yep. You know, you have all these systems and you've got all these things, but we're using spreadsheets right now, like you had said, for the pure fact it's more intimate in the beginning as well. Correct. Correct. And it's it's I think it's the best thing to start manual. 
because you 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 learn the process and then once you have the process done and you find its pattern then it's simple it's do you want to resonate your time there if you don't put a system over it it will in, in, in encapsulate it in a sense and run it and then from there it's what's the next line item what's the next focus but the, the key again what i find is kind of like in a previous conversation we had it's you have a focus and then all of these things try to always pull us off of that focus and it's the mm -hmm. it's the it, you can say it's the shiny item or it's the a new opportunity is here a new opportunity is here but the success lies within that focus. The success lies within that determination and that pursuit of that focus. And that's the whole goal of that dashboard. It's keep the focus aligned. There's so many shiny items. I mean, we offer VA services and there's VA services everywhere, right? There's so many shiny items everywhere. Now it's like, don't worry about those. You can always get those. You can always add those. Focus on the, the, the very oh. plan. Yeah, focus on there. Everything else is created on there. And that's, I think, the true focus of the dashboard is, I mean, yes, we consolidate a lot, but the true focus is to keep somebody there. If they're there yeah. when they need to be, and then they're here when they need to be, meaning they're they're out, like, I'm with my family, be with your family. I'm I'm on vacation, be on vacation. Now I'm in work, mm -hmm. be in work. If if the if it's there, now you find consistency in your whole routine, which is again, what you do, like your whole basis is strong on consistency. It's, it's strong on keeping somebody aligned, keeping somebody on a direct path, keeping them going. And I think that that is one of the biggest things that is forgotten about. I mean, being a business owner, it's, it's staying awake until 3am when you're actually a better leader if you go to bed early for your team, right? like it, yeah. it's like doing the opposite that you think because of the consistency and the routines of it. And that's exactly, I mean, in a sense, your program and how strong your program is. Yeah, I think that um, I, I think that there's something to say also. And when we talk about consistency and you know that these softwares are all together and, and you call it the G funnel, when all of those are there, I kind of tell you, it's like, when I pull this software up, I pull this up, I'm going to work. Right. And I think that's something that most people and myself consider. It's like, sometimes I have to like shut everything off. Sometimes I have to like, everything has to be God. I think I, and I've talked about this before, but I actually go back um, on my phone and I do black and white on my phone. I switch my phone to grayscale. Yeah. <laughs> eliminate, I, I don't know, eliminate the influence, huh? Strong. It changed my brain. Yeah. So I, I went on, I, I started to use, um, it's called Grayscale, if you want to look at it. And you can yeah. put it on, on your phone and you put it on Grayscale. And at first I was like, oh, this is really weird. And then about, uh, I think it's in accessibility or vis visibility or something. But what happened is that after about a week, I started to realize I wasn't looking at Instagram. I wasn't looking at all those things. Correct. Because the color wasn't triggering my brain. Correct, correct. And I was like, whoa. So I, now my phone's on grayscale all the time. Correct. People, hey, you should check this out. They're like, did you know your phone's in black and white? <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> that's strong that you found that because that, that's really what it is. It's these colors, these triggers, these influences that pull us. Like I, I have a, a group, Perception Hackers, and 
in the course, one thing that I, I do my best at teaching, I teach three kingdoms. I teach foundational reality. It's like the measurable foundation of everything from influence and everything to um, directional purpose. It's like the goals, the ideas, like those things to the top one is our perceivable self or like our self and our source. Mm. And my goal of it is to teach somebody who they are. And in one of the, the sections, it's based upon that influence. It's based upon like, what do you see right now? Just looking in front of you your icons, your this, your that. And it's like, well, which, which colors, which, which things are pulling you. And now it's like, mm-hmm. see it and analyze its influence. Step back. Don't just get pulled into it. And like, I'm on Instagram now I'm stuck. Right. But like, see it, how it pulls you in, like, see how it pulls you in, mm-hmm. see how it connects you right into the app. And then once you see it, draw its process out, when you draw its process yeah. out, you can apply it to your business. You can apply it to your life. You can apply it to any aspect that you want. And now you're you're truly hacking that perception. And now it's like, if you yeah. want a successful business to attract people, well, which one resonates? Well, this one does. Well, does your app match their color? Well, yeah. I mean, they are so brilliant to the point that they're studying, again, how your brain is actually impacting based upon these colors. They've, they've done this. So now the question is, is like, like, if you really stop and look, all the mentors, all the tools, all the everything is literally right here in front of you, but you just have to be able to see it. You just have to be able to stop for a second and analyze it and see it. So, what uh, I know that the way that you built this business is you like to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you like to travel, like to be seen. How do you handle that? This is kind of a question that I had because I know that you travel, you enjoy those things. And then maybe I'll share a little bit about it is that I, I did a lot of traveling, but there came a point where I really liked, I, I ended up saying, man, I now I just want to stay still for a little while, yeah. but you end up wanting to leave a lot. How do you manage kind of moving around sure. a decent amount? How do you manage that mentally? Um, okay. I, how I look at it is like, so I, I was a nomad for like a year and then I traveled a lot before then. Um, how do I, how do I manage it? I, so again, I, I put one portal together. So when I'm doing business, my business is there. So now I only need internet and a computer and a portal. So that's how I manage the business side of it. Um, how I manage everything else, because I took my family with me. So it was my, my spouse. I took her. I took my, my kid. Now, how I managed that was um, I looked at it as if um, I'm living there. I didn't look at it as if I'm just visiting to travel. I looked at it as, as if... What if I'm on the streets right now? Like I'm homeless, let's just say I'm on the streets right now. What am I doing to survive? And I, I almost put myself into that animal instinct a little bit. And what it allowed me to do is it allowed me to, again, when I needed to do business, I did business. When I needed to travel and, and eat, I ate. When I needed to do these things, I did. And it, it gave me such a self-discovery that I would never find anywhere mm. else. Like, Traveling in Israel, for instance, walking down the dirt roads where you're not supposed to necessarily be doing a video, doing a live. Now it's, it's not, it's not almost like I have to prepare for my lives. I have to, I have to put on my makeup, do my hair. It wasn't like that. It was just like, let me strap on some cameras and let me just walk. And then it was, it was the idea of like, it taught me how to, to do things without preparing. So I didn't have to go there and Mm. say like, going to do a live on like, well, I, I I didn't have to do that anymore. Now it was just like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to talk about whatever. And I, I trusted myself to know that I, I could do it. And I think it increased my confidence. So like 
Um, how did I manage it? It, I think it managed me. I, I, maybe I don't know how to put it, but it, yeah. it, I, it are you kind of at a, are you at a place now? Or are you still moving well, a lot? Or are you kind of? Yeah. I'm at a place. Um, I came to the Texas. Um, I've been stationary for I don't know five months, maybe four months, maybe some somewhere in there. I I don't like it. Like you can't see behind me, but my office is outside. Like you, you probably see like sweat or something because it's, it's humid and it's hot. Like I don't have AC. Like most people are in this, like, you know, I never thought about that. If you were to do this outside and then you had some hot weather and then you have the back, it makes you laugh. You have the background and then you just start sweating. Geez, that's San Francisco. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. But no, it's like, for me, it's, I I can't be in the box anymore. So it transitioned me Mm. from, I had the old, here's my big studio. Here's my my background, here's the stuff. And now it's like, no, I mean, my, my, I have a desk. I have multiple screens. Don't get me wrong. Cause I, I work with multiple screens. I have lighting here. I have everything that I need here, but I'm completely outside. And I, I love it from the transition to my, my old office, like before traveling was I had soundproofing everywhere. It was complete. It was a, it was a, if I turn off the lights, pitch dark. There's pitch dark, again, soundproofing all around me. And it, don't get me wrong, it was, it was kind of comfortable, but yeah. I found it very enslaving in a sense or very limiting. And now I'm out here, it's sure. like, let's say I can't think. I just look at the leaves. I analyze the leaves. I see, okay, what's the leaf doing? Like, and I know that's weird, but it's like it instantly sparks creativity. And now it's like if I'm meditating. So I you, can- this is interesting. That's interesting. So what you're saying is, I think this is this is kind of interesting because anybody that's a business owner, the reality is that people are energy, right? And then processes are kind of like, hey, you should take that road because I see it now differently. That's all it is. Right. right. <laughs> like, like I'm now looking at it different, so I'm going to change my my business model a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I think yeah, definitely. Um, Go outside, man. How does your <laughs> How, your, <laughs> go ahead sorry how, how does your family handle the the, the travel. travel they loved it so it was, it was new at first because my my kid he's he's now two so it was it was kind of new at first but um we kept a really good eye we we had one instance that was scary this was in israel we've ran into a medical issue where um it was a transition from spain to israel um, there is viruses like a, 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 a respiratory virus. So RSPV or something, one of those things, but he got sick and he had to go to the ICU. So that was the scariest part doing a, in a foreign country and I ICU, very scary, but they had good equipment. Um, but other than that, on the traveling side, I mean, it was, it was great. It was just like a new experience every day. My wife loves her pictures. So if, if you, if you know her, follow her or anything, she's, she's, uh, uh, the queen the ambassador. Yeah, she she just went for queen of the world. Um, she didn't win queen of the world, but she won queen and ambassador. So now she's Incredible. at. Like, last week she was at the Capitol buildings. She was, I mean, every like if you if you take a look at her pictures, it's like what the crap? Like you're at the Capitol building here, you're here here. Like so, she loves the traveling sides. So That's cool. but yeah, it's it's been good. So when you when you when you look at um, as we look at systems, kind of pulling it back on a on a business side, um, 
what are some things in these systems that we see because there's so many that are out there pulling back to the conversation we had earlier that it's really comes down to fundamentals and so as you're building out systems what is the way that you um that you like to break it down and i think that it kind of what i think i lost in conversation was that when you look at leaves or so you look at the way that something is structured. And I think what you're saying is that you go back and look at business and you try to correlate the two. Right. Okay. You kind of go, wait a minute, if this is natural, naturally happening, how does right. that naturally happen in business? So do you do that often? Is that kind of your process? Is that always. yeah, always really well, I, I wouldn't say like I, I have a, a now a foundation, but before anytime I had no idea of something, like somebody gave me a, a question like with business and I I didn't know how to answer it. Let's just say I didn't know how to answer it. So I would break down the very process of how it works. And I would relate that process to, again, how does like how does a cell work? And then if you go define and define and define, you, you identify the exact process at hand, like within a living organism, and you can see the exact process, measure it. So now if I ever don't have a question, I, I follow that same sequence. I say, okay, well, if a business is running, a business is, is very similar to the human body, very similar of how it functions. There's more complexities in the human body than there are business. So that means that the human body has the upper hand. So if I can pull from there, I always have an answer in business. And I know that's weird correlation, but I would do that. And then let's say somebody would throw down a question like, Cam, I need to know how social media works, like social media content works. So then what I would do is I would go to like, before I knew how it worked, right? I would focus on the foundation. I said, well, what platforms are we using? Well, those platforms drive traffic. So I would I would draw in mm-hmm. a sense squares. They would connect to a process. Like what's the goal of the social medias? Let's say it's to get engagement. It's to get brand awareness. It's to develop perception and it's to drive traffic to like your landing page or your website. So now what I would do is I would draw a little cloud and put traffic, and now I would connect those mm. and I would say, okay, well, what's the next step? Well, what are you doing with that traffic? You're bringing it to a landing page. Okay. Well, are you opting them in? Are you doing a survey? Are you doing this stuff? So I would, I would go through every detail and draw out like the squares in a sense of everything. And why I started there is because anyone can draw a square. Anyone can understand mm. a square. So now if I'm communicating to a business owner, I know that the biggest issue is the communication. It's you have an idea. I have an mm. idea. How do I give that idea to you? So then that's first how I came out with just squares. And then mm-hmm. now how I build the processes again, it's just, it's the same process of, I either know the complexity of it and I can give them the complexity or they know the complexity and they can give it to me and I can put it down or none of us do, right? That's the worst case scenario is none of us know the answer. So we can say, okay, well, here's where you're currently at yeah. and here's yeah. the end. And then you can connect the dots moving backwards, like what Steve Jobs says, right? Connect. You can only connect the dots moving backwards. So we start from back, build out everything to connect the dots there. And now it's, we have a working system that works like hundred percent of the time. It, it just works. I, I, it's not like a, even a split test. Like the content is a split test, but the process just works every single time. And it's, it's, it gets like buckets, right? It's, it's buckets of conversations. I, um, it was interesting because I kind of, as I go back, it kind of was on the cloth of the old school and the new school yeah. and the cloth of how we would sell is a, is a different environment than it is today. You know, we would sell much different things were like changing, they're ever evolving and they're always changing. And so I think that it's like 
when you can get enough data, then you can make the change. I think that's the one of the biggest problems is people just don't have the data in the right direction where they can say, there's the problem. Exactly. So when you put them into a system like yours and you create an incubator and it's just those things in there, then everything's really tight. So if there's a problem, it's in this piece. So if it's a problem, it's in this piece. And it only kind of like pulls them, pulls them together. You got it. Just like a body, right? It's you find the issue, but now you can identify the issue. And then if it's the issue, that what is the issue? The only issue is the process, right? So then it's just like, this was the old process you're using. Let's fix the new process. And then from there, it's, I mean, now it's just, okay, we solved that one. We solved that one. The, the whole portal in a sense, or our software is like, it's like the human body. It's now it's like, here's the full operation of the business of everything. Well, where's the cancer? We find the cancer and we can eliminate the cancer through process. Well, where's this? And it's, again, it, it just, what I found is that everything goes back to the whole blueprint. And just like you're saying, it's, it's about the data at hand. Once the data is there, you can still have the emotional choice, but you're not making it just off of the emotional instinct. Now yeah. it's, you have the logical aspect because you have the, that you have all educated of the- risk. <laughs> exactly. And you could, you could yeah. see it and predict it. And now it's just, do I want to, do I want to say yes now? If not, then it's like, draw more squares, draw more processes. Eventually there's enough knowledge to where somebody can say, yep, this is it. And now it's, it's from there. It's, <sighs> And I think, yeah, I think fundamentals always have to be brought into the equation too. And I think we've had this discussion earlier and it's kind of talking about like, hey, I'm building this thing out and I'm only doing it in Excel or something like that. And the reason for that is because you're trying to check off the fundamentals because everything else is just kind of like a, well, let's see if that works. But if you have a pipeline, right, you're going to have to have a CRM. If you have a CRM, you need to have something that's going to deliver messages. Maybe if you have media, you're going to have to something that's going to give you reporting on the media. So it kind of like continues to kind of roll. Right. What's the next, what's, what's, what's the vision, I guess, when we sit down as business owners, did you have a vision of where that next piece goes? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the piece that we're working on now, again, is launching our big affiliate program. But my, the vision is I want to get, and I know that a lot of people might I mean, they, they already tell me they hate me. Some of them, some of them love me. Some of them hate me, but I, I want to have a digital, a single digital solution for everybody in this world. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the impossible goal. And why that's why I'm going after that piece, because I feel like during my travels, I was in, let's say when I was in Mexico or when I was in Africa, we'll just say Africa, right? The limitating factor that I found for somebody to have an abundant life there was the vehicle on which they use. It wasn't the creativity. It wasn't the effort. It wasn't any of those things that, that again, a normal characteristic of an entrepreneur has, but it was the vehicle to create that abundance. And I feel giving them that portal, giving them that vehicle and allowing them to be able to serve somebody, let's say in the US or somebody anywhere in the world, now they can serve somebody, truly serve somebody, and they don't have to scam them out of money, they can now say, Hey, I'll do your social media. And let's say somebody says, okay, I don't have money. And you say it's 300 bucks a month. Like that's low, low amount for social media. Right. But, um, what does that $300 a month do for that person? That's a life changer. They cannot make that money anywhere. Like Mm -hmm. they're making like maybe a hundred dollars a month or less. And now you, 
you gave them an opportunity, are they going to focus on that client? Heck yes. They're going to deliver their life in a sense to that client. And then they're going to learn that they can get another one and another one and another one. And they're going to start building out the processes. Well, you now just created a vehicle for those people. That's the goal that I have. And it's the impossible one. It's the, again, how do I go to India, deliver that? So now they can build abundance. How do I go to these places who don't have it, which marketers will never go after them. They won't because Mm -hmm. there's not a money exchange. It's like, there is, there's a, the money exchange is based upon the value exchange because money Mm -hmm. is value, right? So Mm -hmm. if I can get somebody in there and now they can build users within our platform, they can build these things. Well, they're creating money for us anyways, and money for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're creating a universal abundance for anybody within our, our system. That's the impossible goal, but I find that it is achievable. And then my back end agenda, if you want to know my agenda behind why, like yes, I want, yeah. my, my true agenda is I want to teach people truly who they are. I feel that people have forgotten it. And I feel that people go through their entire life never understanding or knowing it. And it it goes all the way to the deathbed. They're on their deathbed and they're so fear. What are some of the three bullet points that you think? What are the what some people back from knowing who they are? Is it is it not wanting to know yourself? Do you think it's no, I, I, I think I'll just throw a stab up there. I think that I think it's scary to know who you are because you have limitations and you also have um, things that you could do incredibly. And if you find out that there is limitations to skills that you maybe don't have, then they're kind of like optimistic brain could like shut off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that fear is one of the limiting ones. Cause like how I look at it is like, I, I speak with people and let's say they don't have a skill set, right? They don't have a skill set. Well, that doesn't mean that they can't find somebody else with that skill set. And now if mm. they resonate, they become one. Right? They resonate with that person. They become one. Now you exchange the value. You become one entity and now you can work. And now that lack became no lack because now you're, you're mm-hmm. leveraging and somebody else's skill set. So like, I feel that people have the fear of, of knowing truly who they are. People have the fear of, of being rejected. Of, of they they feel mm. that they they'll get rejected. So I'd say that that's something that holds them back. And then I, I don't would- think that ever goes away. I I I, I think that um, I think everybody that ends up in a room when there's nobody around, and then you have to do those do something that's going to either get attention or put you in a position of being rejected. I think we all go through that. Yeah, I think it, it doesn't. You know, I think once you get in a cadence. Like if you get 10 in a row, but you like get some success, but then those 10 people are like really rude, but you do get some success. You tend to be like, well, yeah, I had to go through those people. <laughs> right. Right. And it's, it's, it's that part of the mindset that I, I mean, I want to teach. I want to teach that again, once you know who you are, the rejection doesn't even matter anymore. It's, it's just, it's part of the system. And now it's, mm-hmm. once it's part of the system, it empowers you. Now it's like you got rejected and it's like the most empowering thing. It's no longer like, I can't do it. It's more like, thank you. Like it's all, oh, it's, it's like empowering. But you door knocked. You door knocked. I, I did. Yep, and I, did. I, I tell people all the time, I sold cars when I was younger. And the thing that I, that I thought was really cool about selling cars is that you get put in a position where the person's coming from like the, the street or something and they're walking up. They immediately don't like you. Yep. Correct. They don't. 
they don't not like you, but they, they're told not to like you. They, they hate right? you. They hate you, right? So, but the goal in that transaction is to go, wait a minute, you know, everything's cool. I'm just the person. Let's just hang out and get to know each other. You know right. what I mean? So, and, yeah. and it's to kind of see it as it is, to see it as it is, is you're already rejected until you're accepted. And that's the reality of, of, of everything that we do. Everything is we're already rejected, but we have to make ourselves be accepted. And mm, it, I like that. It shouldn't be a driving factor. Like I need to be accepted. It, it shouldn't be like already that. we're all rejected. We just need to find them. And you know, the other one that I was just, cause these things, if, if you're in business, these things are the top of the head. Like how do we get, you know, people in, um, but, but I looked at it like you're chum, like you're, and like there's a bunch of seaweed and you're trying to find the crab or whatever, you know, trying to find that lobster or something. And like, you have to go through all of that to find those people. And I think that this, maybe this statement kind of just goes into a little <laughs> masterclass a little bit. The reality is you got to go through all that to find your people. And then once you find those people, then you can talk to them, nurture them, and then get them a part of it. But I think it's, I think this is one of those things that people think what people have done when they're selling a lot of stuff is they built a community around people that like that stuff. Right. You know, and I think stuff like your systems that you make, they make it easy for them to go through that journey where when you do have somebody that rejects you or you go, a system doesn't work, then you kind of just keep moving forward. Correct. Yeah, keep going. And it's, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, I think it's, it's part of the journey for sure. It's part of the journey. Um, and I think that why people are so scared of it is the environmental factors. It's the, the things that tell you um, that being rejected is bad, let's just say. It's the things that like, it could be somebody that grows up in religion and they're, they're, they're not that religion's bad in any way at all, in any form or any shape, but it could be the, the atmosphere of that. It could a be specific the, has trigger. Yeah. 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 It could be these different things that have programmed the mind. Like it could be somebody's routine, somebody's habits. It could be how they eat, how they drink, how they sleep. All of these things in a sense have their, their reasons, but it's, they're all, categorizes the the environmental factors that affect somebody. And those, I think, play a huge effect, a huge effect in any business owner too. It's it's sometimes like, and I'll give you my past, like yeah. I have where I, I was worried about charging people money. Mm. I wanted to serve them. I didn't want mm. to charge, but I just wanted to help their life. Right. And I, I found that that doesn't build your business. You, you have to separate the lives. You have to say, here's business. Business is a process. And then your foundation is different. Even your foundation, you create a foundation. Your foundation, you should be asking money from everybody. Like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up, man? We've been talking. I have this foundation, so I could use some money here. And right, always do that. But I, what I found is my environmental factor said, Cameron, you need to help people. You need to treat people amazing. You need to do those things. And I, I've done my best. And when I first started my business, I was thinking about my pocket versus theirs, meaning mm-hmm. I didn't want to charge too high of money because could I afford it at that time? God, what a great conversation, man. And this one could go rabbit hole for sure. sure. But God, what a what a what a powerful statement that you made. Because I think 
I had to deal with it. I think it has to deal with where you grow up sometimes. Um, you know, what is, what is, uh, what are people spending money on? You know, if you're in an area where people are tight with their money and they're not getting any new cars or they're not just not getting a car, but you know, they're not, they're not keeping up with themselves at all. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's really no, there's really nothing to mimic. Correct. You know, there's nothing to mimic. And so as you get older, you look at those like simple things that were like, oh, we can hustle and just do that. But when right. you start to see people do other things, you're like, wait a minute. Yep. Opens it up. Yep. Yeah. Like, I think I can, I think I can, you can do that. Like, I, I think I can do that. Four minute mile. If you jump down the, the scenario, the first time the four minute mile was done. I mean, you have people that jump up on stage, like besides the, the mile, like you have people that jump on stage and they're making a million dollars, a million dollars within an hour. They're speaking for an hour. They have a rush yeah. of an audience and they're making a million dollars within an hour. And like some of us are thinking like, gosh, I wish I could make a million dollars in my life. It's like that person made it in one hour. And it's like, it, it's just being and seeing that and, and. Once you see it, it's like, oh, it's possible. And it's like, well, what if they never did it? What if, is it impossible? In our minds, yes. So it's like, well, how do you hack your perception? How do you hack it where it's no longer impossible? Like, let's say that the, what's the most amount of money ever made in a, in, a, in a minute? And you get a total and you say, okay, can I, can I repeat it? Well, yeah. Copy the processes and systems that allowed that person to get it. But how do you get something more? right? How do you get something bigger? This is where it comes down to the squares. You just have to mm. know that it's possible. And like you pretend it, like that's all you have to do is, is almost like pretend it and see it in your mind saying, that's just, that person just made this much. This is exactly how, and you, you create this fake story. It could be fake, but once you start creating the processes of that fake story, it becomes a reality. And now if you can, if processes are correct, why can't you achieve that? Now it's no longer this made up fairy tale story but yeah it's, it's there's, the a, environmental. there's an interesting piece there and that's like i have an example and that is like i picked up the guitar later on in life play 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 and i'm thinking because i played it off along in life everybody else's guitar players like yeah. i'm not i'm just and then and then one day someone was like hey can you play for us and i'm like i'm the guitar guy yeah. <laughs> i was like oh i'm the guitar just because johnny or, or whoever's not in the room they're usually the one but now i'm the one and then at that moment you really have to just accept that i've been playing the role right. and then you have to become and i think that's like that's very scary it's yep. very scary i've had it because you i think guys do this i don't know if women do it as much but identity driven you yeah. know what is my identity and if i go out there who am i you know what is my reputation i think that that has a lot to do with us yep. as humans I, I, you know i think the hardest thing for somebody to do is you eliminate that you eliminate that entire perception of itself and then you you do what is needed at the time that is needed so if you're the guitar player instead of the fear of what everyone else thinks about you well you'll notice if you're focused on that you're going to suck at playing guitar that, that you're just like messing yeah. up your gosh i swear i'm normally good but if you focus on you and you're just like heck yeah like this is amazing and you you act as though there's nobody else act as though everybody is you every process every system is you everything is in a sense you if you do that then you say i'm it right i'm you can say i'm source i'm this at that that moment i'm perception at this moment 
What tools do I have to leverage now? I have people here. I have this here, here, here. It's like, I wonder if I can get these people to, inf- now it just becomes something completely different. Now it's no longer. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. I get up on stage and it's like, what, what am I speaking on? It's like, no, no, no. You get up on stage and maybe you had something planned. Maybe you didn't, but you look at the audience and you're just like, and you see them. How are they mm-hmm. acting? What are they doing? And you're like, huh, let's play a game. If they were me, what would I do? If they were me, what do I do? If they were me, what would I do? And then now it's, it's like, there's no, there's no such thing anymore as confidence. There's no such thing as rejection. There's no such thing as these things. You're just, you're, it's you're just, just in the game. Yeah. yeah. You're just in flow. And now you, that's where you become you. That's where like ET, ET's up there giving his motivation speech. And what does he say? He doesn't care. He's just speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and people look at that and people follow that. And if you realize if once you realize that and you, you realize it, doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter these things you just push. Once you realize that, people normally cannot do that. So now they automatically. Well, there's it. a funny, interesting piece to that because then people say, wow, you're courageous. And the reality is that's what people want to be. People, I mean, I can't, I mean, I say this in the in the funniest way, <laughs> in my own humor, but I've had people say, man, I, how do you do that? Or how did you go do that thing? And I'm like, I don't think I understand how crazy. That was pretty sketchy for me. Like, I don't know how I did it. Right. And so, but what they're saying is, and maybe it didn't succeed, but the, what they're saying is, I just want to have the courage to do it. Right. And it's, you it's know, it's, it's, it's intoxicating that just the courage itself, it's, it's resonating. I mean, Again, if you look at how many events that you've ever been or conferences you've ever been in, your that person's up on stage. That person's just like you. And if you're like, well, if I'm up on stage, how would I prepare? I would. Well, if you think about it, like a lot of them have prepared. They have this pre-written script. Oh, way more like, than you could imagine. Yeah, and and you're thinking this person is the guru of the guru of the guru, but reality is, is they're it's just following an exact script that they went that they had somebody else write for for them, and they're just like. I am the process. And all they're doing is going through the process. And if, if when people realize that now they can step back and say, well, what if I'm the guru? It's like, yeah. Yes. Here's one that I think maybe you'll resonate or maybe people who are dealing with this, but um, I definitely am many times in position is like, if I'm going to go and sell something, sometimes my natural instinct is trying to sell it at the top of the food chain of yeah. the lead list. So let me see if I can explain that. Yeah. Meaning like in my mind, I'm thinking the smartest person in the lead list, I have to sell them. Okay. And through my life, it's just, I think it's just a competitive nature. But when you look at what I have been mentally bending is the reality is that the majority of your customers are not at the tallest of the food chain, meaning the high, most highly intelligent. And I don't mean it as in highly intelligent overall, highly intelligent in that sector. Right. And so when you talk about confidence, I always sometimes will be like, I mean, I got to make this for that person up here. When in reality, the people that are buying it are usually the middle. These people don't buy anything. You're really buying it for the people that, you know, don't even know how to drive, drive a car at all. You know, not the guy that's like, well, I can kind of drive a little bit kind of like you. So there's like a natural competition. I found that out with me a couple of years ago. I realized that in certain things that I would do, I was doing it towards the highest food chain first. And once I figured that apart, I was like, wait a minute, 
those people don't know anything. <laughs> the ones that you're selling to, that was a piece that helped my confidence even more. As I was, I'm not even. Those guys don't buy anyways. Right, and we we do that because again we, we which is not easy, and I don't have it down. It's it's a let's take it like yoga. It's a practice. <laughs> it's a practice. I love that. <laughs> I think that that's it's. I mean, absolutely. It's we we stop ourselves because we think, well, what will people think, right? But the reality is, is like all you need. You don't need this big old system created. You just need, here's the first perception. Cause yes, do people judge a book by its cover? Yes, they do. So you need to, you need to know that you need to realize that you need to accept it. It doesn't matter about the feelings. It doesn't matter. Maybe nowadays it's starting to matter about the feelings, but realistically it's like people judge a book by its cover, but you don't need the craziest system. You just, you have a, a what is their path? What are they going to see? And then if you're like, I don't even know if I'm an expert. It's like, these people haven't even heard the, the word funnel. Right. Like, mm. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you, if you realize that it's like, it's okay if you're not. So, cause worst case is, is you do one that's so basic that you're like, Oh, I need to do that again. Well, you save that one and you sell that one. And then you do one that's a little bit more advanced and you do that one and sell that one. And then you do one more advanced, more advanced and more advanced. And sure enough, now you have this. And by big- that time you also have a bigger community so that right. your conversation is even bigger. I, I, I think that Gosh, that's just, man, these are really good rabbit holes because th- that is what it is. <laughs> it's not, you know, it, it is what it is. I think it's like, even though you build these systems, one thing I think that's cool about you is that you have the ability to get back to the fundamental right. and then say, look, this is all this stuff, but we might not need it. Right. So let's get to the simplicity because right. if you talk to just this many people, Right. And they like it. They go to their stage. Now we're in a numbers game. Maybe your numbers aren't good, right. but at least we're now in a numbers game. Got it. Dude, this has been super fun, man. We're yeah. going to definitely have to do that. Do this again. Um, how do people find you? How do people find me? Um, yeah. A few different places. I mean, our, our perception hacker is easy. Messaging is easy. Our ads and we actually stopped our ads for a little bit, uh, but we're reactivating it, our ads. But if, if somebody wanted, are you asking if somebody wanted to co- contact me? Directly? Yeah, if somebody wants to contact you and talk to you about process and about the system that you have, what would be the best way to do that? Um, best way is probably a DM through Facebook. That's how we th- get things started. That's that's an easy way. You look up Cam Garlic, you'll find me. Another best way is simply a phone call. Somebody gives me a call. Um very easy to do. The office line is 833-900-1292. Uh, very easy to call and, and give me a call there. I'll always transition it. So if they call me there, I'll transition it to a blueprint. But the first thing to, to even see if they want to work with me or see if they want to talk to me is schedule a free blueprint. Get the, get the plan and then decide, do you want to create the plan or do you want me to help you with it? And that's as simple as possible. Uh-huh. Damn the man. I appreciate you. This concludes our episode of a Moved Entrepreneur Vault podcast. Make sure you go back and look at other episodes. Like and subscribe. There's, op- there's awesome uh, guests just like Cam. I think we're in episode 90 something here. So super happy to have you, man. You've become a friend. Super cool guy to hang out with. Anybody that wants to chat with man, Cam, get a hold of him. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Awesome. Appreciate you. Thanks. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.